Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Photography Bar podcast. Um, as always, I'm joined with Cam and Rob, um, and we do also have a guest, uh, Martin Browns, in for uh, with us to have a bit of a chat about um, what, what he's been doing with the 3D printing, which is pretty cool. Um, before we uh, crack on with that, though, um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen that we were we were we were guest guests on um, on a on a Los Angeles. Uh, podcast it was live so it was a bit of an early well early morning it was two o'clock on Thursday morning when we did it uh, but we had a great time um, we have put the video on our Facebook page so please do check it out but yeah we just wanted to say a big thank you uh, to Veronica, Peter, Chris, Stuart, Joe and Elizabeth at TMI Daily uh, we had a great time with you guys. So how are you guys doing? Cam, what have you been up to today? Yeah, really good, thanks. Um, I'm just going to say we've got some drinks here. I've got a choice of two drinks I'm going to have in the bar. I'm not sure which one to have. Two drinks? You double parked, Cam? So I've got Brewdog Layer Cake, which is a marshmallow and chocolate stout. And this is 7%. I've got the choice of that or a Crash American Pale Ale, which is 5%. It's a smaller can. It says it's fruit flavoured, so I'm not, I'm not convinced with that one. I'm going to go oh, for that the... Sounds, that sounds better than the... Do you think one, so? Actually? Do you yeah. think so? Rather the other one that? does sound a bit too sickly, I have to say. It does, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Why don't your brew yeah. dog do a coffee-flavoured one, and it's it's almost 10%, and you'd think it'd be really sickly, but it's really smooth. It's a um, it's a really smooth drink. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll go for the Crash American Pale Ale. Uh, Martin, what have you got? Have you got have you got uh, a drink? I've just got for, uh, gone for a Coke, of course. Uh, I want to, to tell you something a little bit later on about Fluke, so I thought, well, better not, uh, as a Dutchie, speak with a double tongue yet. So uh, <laughs> I, just, I just went for a Coke. <laughs> probably a very, very sensible. wise yeah absolutely robert what have you got uh, well <laughs> actual fact uh, because you guys said you were going to have a drink tonight um i oh that's a good sound isn't it I can it's one of the it. best sounds in the world that um i think i think those those can openers open at about 250 of a second that sounds like to me um but no yeah you guys said you were having a drink and it suddenly occurred to me just shortly before the show that i'm out of beer at the minute shock horror can you Goodness. believe it so I rummaged through the cupboards to see what kind of muck I could find. And um, I found a Thatcher's, a tin of Thatcher's gold that my mate Ben left here probably about two a years ago. A can of muck. Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's our <laughs> Thatcher's sponsor gone, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, and it's not too bad. I've not, I've not had cider probably in about seven years, um, if not longer. It's not too bad, I have to say. Um, so it will certainly do whilst we're here in the virtual bar. Good stuff. Mark, what about you? Uh, well, I'm actually, I'm on an IPA. It's called uh, Languitas. It's the first time I've tried it. Um, it's quite nice. Yeah. Good stuff. There you go. Okay, uh, excellent. Right, well, let's enjoy percentages. our drinks while we're here in the bar. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, oh. well, guys, should we get straight into it then? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, before we lead into this, Martin, I want to I kind of just add a little something to this before we get into what, what it is you do. And I would say that as we've seen the, the digital photography side of things take over uh printing has arguably you know we've seen a decrease in printing over the years a lot of people now you know their 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 photos whether they're hobbyists or professionals they will keep their images on their hard drives um it will transfer from device to device we'll be switching phones or tablets etc and so in some ways we see less printing now don't we um but what you're doing is, we said it before before the podcast. You're making printing sexy again, and you're bringing you're bringing printing back. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and and you've got some really interesting technology that you've developed. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and thanks for saying that it's sexy because I, I, I thought that I've never described myself as sexy or uh, any of my products. So I'll be leaving home uh, extra lucky today, uh, leaving this bar extra lucky today. But um, yeah, so 
what I um, I'm, I'm quite a, um, a guy that, that likes to to bridge the gap between digital and uh, and physical. Uh, I've, I've done all my life, uh, professional life at least. So for me. Uh, Going back to to photo printing uh, and making uh, uh, some new um, tool around it, it's actually very uh, feels very natural. But at the same time, it isn't because I also know indeed that uh, normally my mother would have like uh, stashes of photo uh, uh, prints uh, after a, a holiday and so on, and you put those in albums. But nowadays that doesn't happen anymore. And mm. of course, you mm. have your digital photo albums, which uh, uh, some people. Uh, still uh, order and it's a good market but it's then again it's not the same market as it was like uh, 15 or 20 years ago when everybody just did it um, mm. so what we uh, what, what we brought to the table so we uh, we made an, a technology where we can calculate depth in, in photos and calculating depth and making 3D models uh, is uh, an ongoing industry and uh, my partner and I, uh, my partner especially, uh, he came uh, from um, a software tool that was developed for 3D televisions. And uh, then uh, again, 3D televisions, you will think, well, they, that was a big flop uh, because nobody has a 3D television anymore. And that was due to the fact that our algorithm wasn't done at that time. So um, there was almost no 3D content available for a 3D television. You could watch uh, Avatar mm. uh, live. Uh, on, uh, on the screen, but uh, that was about it. Um, so we came to market three years too late with an algorithm that could uh, make any um, clip into a 3D clip for a television. So the, that market had bombed uh, uh, in, in a bad way. Um, so that was when we thought, well, we, we can still make uh, pictures into 3D, but uh, what, what else can we do? If we cannot do television or, or movies, um, what should we do then? So we thought about 3D printing, like really height printing, like you see when you want to print a cup or a pen or anything like that. But then that uh, technology was not good enough yet for what we wanted. Um, and then we thought, well, you know, photo printing is actually really, really cool uh, to, to do. Can we print photos? Because everybody has tons of photos. And if you can experience a photo in a different way, maybe people would love to have like a, a photo 2.0 on their wall or give it uh, to somebody as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is what uh, what we set out to do. So we worked two year, two more years on the algorithm and uh, making a special lens technology that was already 100 years old, uh, perfected to this new day of age. And there we have it, uh, a floop. Uh, any or almost any photo that you have on your phone or, well, of course, on your camera um, can be made into a 3D photo. And from there... Yeah, we can print that 3D photo, and that is that. Yeah, I, I I really like it because every time when a photo rolls out of a printer, I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Uh, I can see depth. And I think it's. I didn't say at the start. I have to apologise. It's Floop Photography, isn't it? Floop. Floop. So yep. we're going to put obviously all your information in our episode description. Um, I have to say though, it's such a good idea because it's something a bit mm. different, isn't it? And you know, I spoke just at the start there about how we're perhaps in the industry seeing a decrease in 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 physical prints because of you know ease of access on on phones, tablets, different devices, even for you know the our line of work in the wedding industry and and Mark does his uh, the portrait side of things. A lot of people want just the digital versions of files now, but the thing is, they you know, do. Um, just just to jump in there, um, they do. I, I think uh, there's still an element of people wanting something like if it's a family photography or, or, or you know family portrait or something like that. Actually, people still want things on the wall. Yeah, that's um, true. Because yeah. you are seeing it every day rather than it being on the phone. It's a different thing now, though. I think you're right though. Like for things like holiday snaps, and if you've gone to someone's wedding or something like that, 
you don't you don't print that out anymore, do you? It's it's different. That's right. Yeah, and I think it's not like it's not like um, there's any less pictures being taken. In fact, I think there's more pictures more, being taken more, every day yeah. now than there ever has been before. We live in such a visual uh, time at the minute, don't we? Uh, where photography and video is just so accessible now. So it's not like there isn't a market for this. And I think what you've put together here, it sounds like it's been a lot of work in, in developing this algorithm. Yeah. Um, and it sounds, it's, it does sound really interesting. We've had a look at the pictures ourselves as well. And, um, and really some really impressive results there, I have to say. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, when I, uh, if I just jump in there, when I first started in photography, my uh, start in photography was to do with printing. And probably for the first two, three years, uh, I spent in a darkroom, uh, machine printing, hand printing, both color and black and white. And in actual fact, I've always said that that was my grounding as a photographer, because I always knew what the end result was going to be so that when I transfer that to actually shooting in camera I would be looking at the camera very differently um, because I'd know what I'd want the final print to look like you know as far as particularly as far as composition was concerned and how um, that's all moved on now from the sort of wet process as it was as we call it you know from throwing your hands and chemicals around in the dark room and, and discovering photography for you the first throwing time. throwing chemicals around in the dark <laughs> oh, <yeah>. room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the sexy part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I think for, for anyone in, into photography, that that I think there's an amazement, there's a wonder of printing your own black and whites for the first time yeah. under mm. a red light mm. in a dark room. It's one of the most amazing things in photography that you would, you know, I would spend, and I know people have done, they've spent hours in a dark room and just totally absorbed by it, um, by putting those those negatives into an enlarger, and just the the joy of 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 the art of what it was at the time. And then I then moved on to machine printing. We used to, we used to print um, uh, images for estate age, estate agents. So uh, these Buick printers that we used to use and churning out thousands of prints a day. Uh, that the machines would cut by themselves. And the only thing that we'd do in the dark was going in around the back of the machine in, in a dark area to load the paper mm-hmm. uh, into the back of the, the machine print and then walking back out into, into brightness. And, you know, I remember, you know, loading film in the dark room and having problems putting it on the spiral and getting the 35 mil on there and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then processing five, four negatives in trays and, and all of that. And, and that's such a great thing to, to go back to and if, if anyone hasn't done that in photography and if, if nobody's ever actually gone into a darkroom had the opportunity you know if you ever get that chance it's, it's really worth doing and then we move on to you know digital printing and I remember when we were comparing digital prints coming from the digital cameras for the first time and it was just lack of quality you'd lose all the areas in the highlights and the low lights and that was down to yes the, the camera technology as well as well as a printing technology as well Yep. And gradually that's moved on to the print quality just being amazing in our digital cameras, the way they um, can, uh, the, the detail that they have is is so similar to film. And now we move on to this, this, this 3D, the depth. So it's really moved it, it it's on. It's the next evolution, isn't it? Yeah, it's moved it on an, another stage. And just so, our, um, if I may, uh, it, it just uh, just to throw in, um, because I'm not sure if we haven't mentioned this yet. I mean, our listeners might not know, but you don't actually need 3D glasses or anything like this to to to, to see. Oh no, 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 definitely not. No, it, it, we we print on, uh, on on special lens paper. So any uh, the, the paper it consists of, of thousands of of, of lenses uh, combined together and. Uh, we don't actually print a normal uh, photo, so it's not a straight photo. Uh, uh, it's, it's an optical illusion. 
And mm. uh, so if, if I would print on normal paper, what I'm now printing on lens paper, you couldn't see the picture anymore. It's uh, because it's just completely ruined. Like it's uh, like looking at something without glasses on it. Uh, but if you put a lens paper for it, then you see uh, a 3D image with your bare eye. And that is the, the cool thing uh, about this. It's, um, and it, it's been around uh, for, for 100 years. I have to say that also. It's not that we invented the lens technology, uh, but it was never done right. It was always uh, um, done wrong, actually. Uh, so we went in with a lot of, uh, uh, um, uh, I'd say, know-how about optical uh, uh, visualization and, and so on. And that was uh, where we are. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you guys, of course, like a print like this. Like it's it's, mm. it's a print of my son. But you, and I, I'll try to to mimic the sound. It's like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. the sound, right? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you know that material from your childhood when a photo that you could flip around, right? And that in, that you had like a picture moving. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You used to get them in cornflake. Packets and stuff, Excellent. didn't you? Yeah, that, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I I love those things as a kid, you know, uh, the, 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 those retro things. But the thing with it is, those were actually very easy to to print because you had to actually misprint them to make them uh, flip around, uh, because they were the, the picture would not be behind the lenses, and that's why you see it flipping around until it extra hit, extra uh, uh, actually hits a lens, and you think, oh, there's another picture uh, for right. me. There's a movement. Uh, with this, uh, you have to print the picture that every pixel in every angle is behind the right lens at the right corner. Uh, so that's really precise to do. But if you do that, then instead of movement, you see depth. Um, and that is the uh, one of the beautiful things about this uh, printing technology. It's called lenticular printing. And well, uh, it's, uh, yeah, well, I think we, we, we definitely perfected that technology. Uh, and normally when Lenticular printing in 3D, uh, you would have like, uh, you can buy a postcard in the post uh, store. And it's always like, you see the photo and you're like, oh, what, what's happening? It, it really comes forward, but you also get nauseous by it. Uh, you're thinking, well, yeah. okay, that's not really good. But that is because it's it's done by by hand. It's, uh, it's uh, they just take a layer and they put another layer in front of it. And then you have like, okay, it's optical. Uh, something is moving a little bit forward. But that is, uh, to me, that is now bad lenticular printing because it's, uh, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and there's no AI behind it that uh, uh, recognizes where every pixel should be uh, uh, in opposition to, to, to another uh, pixel. So the, the way that you guys have, have advanced that side of things, that technology, you've actually progressed the whole lenticular process, I suppose, haven't you? Yes. It's, it's moved on a step. Correct, and that in combination with the the, the know-how that we had about depth analysis in in, in, in still images, uh, we could come to this uh, conclusion to uh, to make uh, products like this. And there's, I think, we we also can still make steps. Uh, for instance, at the moment, there's only uh, lenses uh, that you can buy that are um, standard for the normal lenticular printing industry. But with our technology, we can go uh, even smaller. So if we, at a certain moment, can produce our own paper, our own lens paper, I think we can go even more clear than at the moment we already can with this this material. So this material, sometimes, if you put your nose on it, has a certain vagueness to it. Uh, and if you are like um, uh, half a meter uh, away, then, then, then it's okay, you don't see it anymore. But uh, I think that somewhere down the line, if, if our startup gets a little bit more track, uh, we could even make better paper for it, uh, produce our own even tinier lens paper. It's something where you can almost see, you know, if you were perhaps walking on the London Underground and you see the, the billboards down there and things like that, you know, if you can imagine 
printing that big and having kind of more dynamic adverts and things like that, that that could be a really, really cool way of, of people getting on board with it as well, I think. And I like the fact that it, it's got, um, you know, you know, you were saying about the glasses, not having the 3D glasses, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to go and have a you don't need a light behind it where you've got to go and switch something on or plug it in to be able to view it or anything it's just there and i think that's i think that's what works well and one rob from robert was just saying there you can imagine in the tube can't you if these are big adverts absolutely and it's funny that you mentioned it too because uh to me one of those milestones that uh, that uh, we have as a startup and that i uh, that i tell to people is like uh, at a certain moment i just want to be in an escalator when i'm in london i try to be there once a year just for uh, for fun when i go down the escalator and go uh, uh past all these billboards then they are depth you know there's uh, depth pictures of musicals mm-hmm. there's depth pictures of uh, uh holiday destinations where you can really see a grease village lying ahead with a beach and so on. So to me, that is like uh, uh, one of those ultimate goals. And the the thing with the technology is also that if you have like a normal standard photo, um, uh, your your brain within uh, a split second knows what it is and it moves on. Uh, Mm -hmm. But with a a floop, because the the brain recognizes that there's more to see, there's more detail in it in regards to depth. So it, it it, uh, uh, it, it lingers longer uh, on the photo and uh, of course as a marketeer that's what you want right uh, people staying yeah. longer with your photo thinking oh what, what's that or hey um, uh, so and th- I think that is the, the cool uh, cool thing about it I, I gave some uh, floops to, to my grandparents um, and every time when I, when I come to them uh, and they are somewhere in the corners of the, of the house uh, you know spread around Immediately they catch my eye. I'm like, oh well, oh, well done, uh, well done me uh, for actually printing those, those photos. They, they 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 catch they catch your eye, and that's um, that's that's the cool cool thing about it. Uh, uh, your brain just um, yeah wants to know what's there. It's curious, uh, so the curiosity of the brain helps. You mentioned there about well, um, photos um, on the on the beach, didn't you? As like adverts, what type of images work best for this? Um, that's um, well, we. In the for uh, flipping them digitally into 3D, we can do it with any kind of uh, uh, photo. But if you want to print them, there's a, a certain rules of things that we do or can't can't do. And uh, for instance, if you have a, a white or black studio background, um, then and you just have a person in front of that, then uh, there's no no de- no depth in a black uh, black or white background. So by default, a 3D picture is less interesting to print because the depth can only come from the object itself. So uh, when I get a photo like that, I normally don't like to print it or I send it back saying, well, we don't print these things because probably you won't be satisfied with the, the 3D effect. Uh, one, one important thing about it is also that um, with the 3D glasses in movie theaters, uh, things can come to your nose, right? The, the, the cheap effects, right? Mm. Um, because you don't have to wear goggles, the depth goes further away. So it, it's not like uh, a photo will jump into your face it doesn't do that, uh, thank God, for for when you're hanging it at your your wall at home. But it, it gives you the depth uh, to to look farther ahead. So that's that's a big difference. If you if you want something to jump in your face, then you need uh, a 3D goggles for it, and that that's a totally different way of, of making 3D. Mm-hmm. But to come back to your question, so we don't do studio photography uh, uh, as is. Sometimes I'm I'm still looking for a good alternative in that. So for instance, with a light source behind it, maybe it could work, but I, I'm I'm not satisfied with that yet. Um, uh, large groups is also something that you don't want to print because uh, a floop chooses a focus point uh, and our AI chooses that focus point normally it will be the eyes of someone but if you have a very large group or for instance a school picture where everybody is as important as the other then the people on the side 
um, the, 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 the photo will move around them more. So they will be more blurry. And of course you don't, don't want it. So actually I don't like it when there's more than three, well, more, not more than five people in the picture and they should be a little bit grouped together so that the lens uh, isn't working against the photo instead of for the photo. So they're sort of on the same focal plane essentially. So yeah, yeah. yeah that, um, that, that's really similar. Similar thing to what we have to think about, isn't it? If we're doing groups in weddings or something yeah. like that, you don't yeah. want people further back because mm. the depth of field then takes the same takes, takes the same issue, really, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Uh, and what about things like black and whites or any sort of tonal pictures? As far as that, does that still work? And look at this black and white uh, beauty here. It's, uh, it's 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 a photo oh, yeah. of New York, and I, I love black and white photos in Fluke because actually the tones are even uh, more coming out, and there's more contrast in that. Uh, so uh, definitely uh, black and white, no problem. Uh, the more the merrier. Um, but the, the, the thing to have a, a good uh, floop uh, is like a field, field of depth and focus. So for instance, this photo of a bridge in London with a, a marriage couple um, is really, uh, you, you see the, that there's a focus on, 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 the, on, of course, the couple and the, the rest of the uh, photo is Casually out of focus, uh, as to say. Yeah, uh, and the depth of field again. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And, and the fluke helps tremendously with that because it, it mimics what your eye is already doing when it's focusing. So it it helps. Uh, so I definitely love uh, when there's a, a, a certain uh, focus, in, focus in the photo already by, done by the photographer. Can I just can I just check, Martin? I think we sort of touched on it there, but how important is that that depth of field, having that shallow depth of field? Because if you've got, uh, say, a photo that meets your criteria, of you know, it's it you have got the the depth there as far as you can see the background. Do you really need to be able to knock that out of focus with your depth of field, with a shallow depth of field, uh, to get the effect? Or is that something that your AI can do? Um, say, if you've got a, a a deeper depth of field where more of the images. Well, suppose- HD photos. I mean, is that would that be an issue as well? Is that sort of the same sort of thing, Rob? Uh, well, I, do, I just mean, I just mean for say, say you've got a, a a picture that would would otherwise be fine. Say, for example, that that lady in New York that you just showed us to the camera there. Mm-hmm. That's obviously got quite a, a shallow depth of field on yeah. the image there. The background's dropped out of focus. Had that been taken at a different aperture and you saw more of the image in focus and. Mm-hmm. Would that be a problem for your AI, or does the AI itself no. calculate how to, to put that depth in, and, and it will blur the rest of the image out a bit? Or is, no, no, is no, it... no, because uh, for us it doesn't matter. It's just that I personally yeah. like it when when it happens because it, it mimics the eye. But uh, right. I'll show you another photo of of my, of my son on the beach, and every grain mm-hmm. of sand is positioned on the right uh, position. Uh, 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 yeah, to, to the other. Uh, um, yeah, sand, 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 uh, sandy, sandy. What's the name? Sand, <laughs> do you know? So right. all, the, all the sand pieces are in the right uh, uh, place. Right. And it, 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 this is a completely clear photo. There's there's no uh, field of death uh, or, f- or fo- uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a 100% full photo. Right, uh, yeah. As you would get from your uh, iPhone. Uh, yeah. You know? yeah. So now to, to us, it doesn't matter. It's just more that uh, sometimes the effect can be enhanced uh, when there's a little bit of vagueness in it. And um, what, what is far more interesting is that the more layers a photo already possesses by itself. So for instance, you've got uh, something out of focus really in front, like uh, a flower, and then the, the subject itself is like uh, one or two meters away, and then there's a background behind it. Then there's 
there's already three natural layers that you understand. And within yeah, those layers, there's all the subtle changes that you can also play with. There's- that makes, yeah, that makes total sense to me. So the more depth the image actually has already, the better the effect at the end of the day, because you've yeah. already, you're adding more depth to a picture that's got a lot of depth, essentially. Yes. And and, and what, uh, what what you also get is like, for, I got a, a photo uh, not, uh, not so long ago of, of a guy that was uh, in the in the shade in front of a green field and uh, and there was a forest far far away so by itself there was already not that much depth in it and where the depth should come from it was all in the dark so there was almost no contrast in that um so we we flooped it and the only real depth came from his head between uh the, the part of the sky but that in itself sometimes is not uh, not enough you know you you want the photo to to really sparkle, and mm-hmm. uh, so that's 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 the thing to to look for. But yeah, so when it comes nine to, out of ten photos have that. Yeah, so when it comes to colors, you know, somebody sends uh, an image into you. Um, do you do you look at color creations? Are there any limitations to the colors, or are they just as vivid as just a normal print, and just as adjustable as a normal print? They are just as adjustable, so we we use uh, an industrial printer to, that we modified to to print in on this lens paper. So in, in regards to colors, it doesn't matter that much. What does matter is that the material also by itself has its own color. So the the the, the plastic that we use it's um, uh, used of recycled uh, bottles. So it's Coca Cola bottles, and they have a sort of or other bottles. It doesn't have to be Coca Cola, by the way. Other good plastic bottles yeah, available. Just, yeah, just <laughs> Eco Pet is, is what, what, what what it is. So um, so it, but it has a, a bluish um, shine over it, and it's like almost like pr- printing on metal comes in as sort of in, in in that direction it, it's it's just part of the of the material um, so it's so. environmentally really friendly it's it's it the, the yeah. process that it goes through that's that's really good to know that's actually really cool. um yeah. you know because uh, you know uh i guess when it comes to printing there can be a lot of wastage and that type of thing and if if it's if it's environmentally good and it uses materials in the right in the right way sort of ethically then that's also a good thing as well yeah for, for us it was a really important part when we started out like is this material available as uh, as, a, as a recycled material and because we deliver it also as just as that material if you want to recycle it it's, it will be just plastic that you can recycle if you are going to do a lot of other things with it then by itself it's already harder to recycle because you've got all the different uh, uh, substances in it so uh, that that's not really the problem the other the, the other thing that of course, when people get a floop in their hand, uh, it already represents a, a certain value. So I've never heard of a person yet throwing a floop away. And mm-hmm. uh, if we ever get into the business-to-business market, for instance, for the London Underground, I would make sure that one uh, that it would be mandatory that we receive the prints back afterwards because we can just recycle them. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's just those kind of things that, that you want to be aware of because it's, mm-hmm. it, it isn't paper. It is plastic, but it is, yeah, well, we don't add anything to uh, current uh, yeah waste yeah. waste pile that is already yeah. on the yeah. Yeah. I like that I was interested in that because plastic gets a bad bit of bad press these days doesn't it and mm. just going off on a slight tangent here for a moment you know Robert we work with uh, quite closely with uh, in our graduation photography which we do quite a lot of um, the company that we work with who provide gowns mm-hmm. their graduation gowns are made out of recycled bottles it takes 30 recycled bottles to make a graduation gown and it feels oh, wow. just the same as a normal graduation gown uh, yeah. so I, I wouldn't have known yeah 
you, yeah, because you've you've worked with a seventy mark on that. Yeah. You feel those gowns, and they're all made from recycled plastics. Yeah, I did and, know that, but I'd actually forgotten. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, and when you hear that, and then when you hear something like this, it, uh, and the fact that say if somebody like London Underground were to use those and they're going to be big as well um that they send the plastic back as well after or it's sent back to you for recycling afterwards and i think that's ethically that's very good um, yeah. and 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 going on from that size of prints at the moment what what's the largest size print that you're able to do gonna ask i was going to ask the same question yeah, yeah so um well with the, mod- the the printer that we modified is that we can do a 90 by 70 centimeters i'm, I'm not sure what it is in uh, in inches but uh, uh it's a 90 by 70 uh is, is the biggest we can do we did one we, we tried it on another printer but we had, yeah well it's not within our facilities but we could go up to two meters so two by one is the, is the biggest thing that we've printed so far it's a piece of the Times square in new york and it, it, uh, to me, it's really amazing. It, it's hanging here uh, when you, when we walk up the stairs uh, to our office and we're like, okay, yeah, we need a printer like this. But yeah, I could also buy a middle-class uh, car for that as well. So I, I'll, I'll just, <laughs> wait, just wait it out for uh, for a bit. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the size we, we could do. And that's also the biggest size at the moment that the lens paper uh, is, is available uh, for us. But normally um, um, uh, A3, A2... You know uh, th- those kind of formats uh, is is what we what we feel comfortable handling on a, on a daily basis mm. and and the the smallest thing we can do is like a business card size, uh, but with business cards, uh, um, if you have a really a, a photo that is full of details, then the pixels uh, behind the lenses will not show everything. So actually, for a business mm. card, I really want like two layers. Then, then you've got the real effect. So otherwise, I, I won't print it. It starts with A5. A, A5 is where the depth uh, occurs. So uh, I've got like this this notebook with a photo on mm-hmm. it. Um, this this is where immediately you see depth in it when you yeah. when you have it. Yeah. Uh, that that's where what I feel comfortable with uh, delivering on any type of photo. What, what I what I actually really like, Martin, that you've mentioned a few times is that you you really care about the quality of what you're printing. So you won't just print anything because someone sent it to you. You want to make sure that. The, the floop effect really does work and works well. Um, so you've, you're almost, you know, quality control is important to you as well. And I think that's a really important factor in all this yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and But it, it's also learning by doing so uh, because uh, there, there's, as, as you know, there's just good photography and there's bad photography. And sometimes the emotional value to a bad photo uh, is, is higher. So uh, for instance, what, 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 what we're getting is... Um, certainly during this corona pandemic is that uh, 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 well definitely a, a 10 10 10 15 photos that we've printed now are uh, remembrance photos and those can be photos of uh, of a parent that that of course the photo itself is not that good but it has emo- emotional value yeah uh, and then then i still print it and the feedback that we get is like oh wow yeah he comes to life a bit more he's, it's like he's, he's there and then it's uh, I, I think that, that that's also good so, so uh, of course, you, I don't always only look at, at quality. I, I try to to help, and at a certain moment, I want to automate that, giving it one to five loop stars in regards to how much depth we think is interesting in printing. And then with one, we say, well, don't bother, just take a normal print. Uh, we'll take a commission of it when we send you to another printer. Uh, but uh, no, um, <laughs> I think we... Um, uh, yeah, I, I do want a photo to... Yeah, that you want to, to see the depth in it. And mm. I, at this moment, we've now been doing it for seven months and I've got like 
two people coming back saying, well, it's not what I expected. It's, you know, um, and, and the thing is that people expect actually cinematic depth uh, that it's coming for them or the, the cheap shot that you buy in a bookstore. But they want something do, from Hogwarts, you know, that you see in yeah, the, the moving pictures in the, mm. uh, the staircases and, uh, exactly, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I might look like, uh, like Harry Potter sometimes with my glasses on, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, that, uh, not that guy. No, it's, it's very subtle. It's, it's subtle depth. Yeah. Mm. That, uh, uh, yeah that, that makes better wall art, uh, I, I, I feel. And uh, uh, we, we've been talking about it. Uh, shall we also do like an extreme version of it? Because we can automate it, but... Uh, and maybe someday we, we will do it. But for now, it's actually trying to make a realistic as possible photo uh, uh, of representation in 3D of a photo that, that, that you took as a photographer. Well, I think it's a really quality product, you know, ethically produced. And uh, Martin, we'll put out all the links and examples of images so people can look and they can give you details where they can contact you as well. They can always get in touch. Guys, get in touch if you, with us if you want to yeah. get um, But we'll put all the, the links out um, but that's it. You know, it all sounds incredibly geeky, doesn't it? And we're all we're all geeky in here, aren't we? So fantastic. And yeah, you mean about, that in a good way, Cam? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, keep doing it. It's almost like you're insulting people. But no, we no, love it. No, like we love it. That's what I mean. Yeah, we love yeah. it. Yeah. And the thing is, is being geeky. You know, we're we're all into technology, and you know, and new technology is is coming out all the time. And I think yes. that's possibly moving on to Sony, who have just released something new, haven't they, guys? I think a uh, yes. particular interest to I think me and Robert in particular being Sony Sony fans aren't we Robert? We are indeed. We like what our have Sony. Sony what have Sony done, Robert? Well, Sony have released. Uh, I think they've branded it as. I know Mark's going to talk to us in more detail about this, but it's it's the camera you didn't expect. I believe is what they're branding it as. It's the Sony yeah. A1, the one you didn't see coming. Is that right, Mark? I think that's basically it. Because I mean, one of the main things that I've heard about this camera there was zero leaks. No, I mean, and that's rare, isn't it? These days, out. it is very rare. It is very rare. Uh, I mean, Martin, do you, do you do you take a lot of photos yourself? Do you use an SLR or a mirrorless? Or I have an uh, SLR uh, at home, uh, but uh, I have to say that on, on the on the run, I just use my eyes uh, my iPhone a lot. And um, actually, yeah. I want to have the new iPhone for the lidar uh, technology. Uh, that that helps. But I used to film with the Sony uh, when I was still uh, in, in cameo uh, uh, journalist. I had a yeah. Sony Z1 where where it all started with me, and I you know I love that camera. I, I really to make films. Uh, oh man, yeah. I'm the only Canon guy here, then, aren't I? Basically. Well, <laughs> uh, yes. I'll, I'm going to go through a few things now. It's going to be quite. Um, there's quite a few technical stuff. Um, now, some of it when it comes to the video part, I'm not a videographer, so I'm going to read this stuff, but I probably won't know all the answers to it if you know, if you know what I mean. Um, but maybe it'd be a good idea at some point if we can get Nayland or, or Jordan on. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, explaining some of that stuff, which I think would be pretty cool. On uh, another pod, but I mean, the, the highlights of it really. I mean, it's it's, it's a high end uh, pro. It's their it's their new flagship, basically. Um, the Alpha One. Uh, it's particularly good for sports and press because it's got a. Um, well, they claim it's got 30 frames per second at 50 megapixels, which is quite uh, outstanding. Um, however, it is for compressed rules only, so you can't do that sort of frame rate with um, normal rules. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I'm, because I don't know what the detailed difference is like, I'm not entirely sure. Um, APS-C mode is 21 megapixels. It does 8K video at 30 frames per second, uh, 4K video at 120 frames per second. It also has uh, 240 frames per second refresh in the electronic viewfinder, um, and it's also got 9.4 9 million dots in there. So it's, re it's 
really cool viewfinder going in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It does have an angled rear screen, um, so it's not a proper sort of extending screen. Um, and the back screen is only 1.4 million pixels, which is kind of weird, actually. That's the one thing I thought was a bit weird. Well, you see, uh, I, think that's about... I think they're, Mark, sorry to cut you off, though. I think the reason that's they right. haven't put as much focus on the back screens, because if you're a press photographer or a sports photographer using this camera, I don't think you're going to be using the screen a great deal. So they put that technology or yeah, that, that, that R&D into the other areas more more so. It's about a million a million less pixels less than um, the, the, the sort of the Canon and, and the Nikon are sort of equivalent. Although those Canon and Nikons, they're, they're not mirrorless, are they? So it's, it's a bit different. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, it's got a backslide illuminated sensor, uh, which is excellent for low light performance. Uh, stack sensor as well, which means extremely fast readout times. This allows silent shooting for up to 30 frames per second without worry about distortion. Um, so with the distortion, basically with low readouts on certain sensors with earlier models, um, you'd get you'd basically get distortion as someone was moving across the sensor. So if you imagine a golf club, supposed to be straight but if you were taking a photograph with some of the older sensors it would be bent yep. in the middle but uh because of this stacks uh system it's all been sorted apparently um the iso range is 100 to 32,000. uh 15 stops dynamic range although sony say it's 15 stops plus um improved auto white balance now this is quite interesting actually um because normal white balance on the sensor um as you're taking a picture it reads what the white balance is and obviously we'll we'll take the readings and, and sort it out to best visibility but it does have additional um infrared sensors on the front now which adds additional information uh for better white balance um, it, um results um so i thought that was quite interesting mm. um it's also um it's also the stabilizing sensor as well so so that's pretty cool um it's got an updated pixel shift uh, multi shooting which will allow you to shoot up to uh, basically 199 megapixels which I know. A lot it, of megapixels. Nuts, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. So basically, it does 16 image composites, uh, five times faster um, than the A7R4, um, but it doesn't work well with using, moving subjects. But I think that's an issue with um, with, with Pixel Shift anyway. Um, it's got an updated processor, so the, the Beyond's XR image processor, eight times more processing power than the previous generations, which allows for the faster AF um, and the face eye detection, which, um, yeah, is, is, mm. is pretty cool. There's, there's two or three things that, that, that I've picked up on this that are quite interesting for all I'd like to know about is, first of all, does it have any overheating issues? Um, I know it records for 30 minutes for video. Yeah. And But I'd like to know if 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 they've addressed that the problem that Canon had. Uh, that's well, I think thing. it's still a problem. Mm. I think it's still a problem. I think it's a problem when you're shooting 8K anyway. I mean, yeah. don't forget, of course, uh, the R5 and this Sony are the first two uh, cameras to actually be shooting 8K in the first place. Uh, mm. They do believe, though, Sony, they have modified the anti-heating um, software. Um, I saw a clever diagram on it online. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's still saying up to 30 minutes, which I think is the same as the R5. I think R5 yeah. quote yeah, 30 probably minutes. Is. I believe that's so, why they've actually limited it 30 minutes still, because, yeah. you know, th- when you think about what this, these cameras are doing now, it's it's not a massive body still, and it's doing a great deal there. And there's only so yeah. much, so many ways you can dissipate that heat um you know over a long period of time so i think that that's why the 30 minute is, is still there that's right yeah the yeah. other thing that um uh, i found quite interesting about it you know sony 
um, introduced the eye autofocus and then it was the animal eye autofocus that they had, didn't they? Is that right, Robert? Was that what they referred right, to? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, they've yeah. now got um, uh, the same, uh, they've introduced the eye autofocus technology for birds. So they're yes, saying they it's, have. A, it's a great camera for bird photographers because it will go straight in on the focusing on the eyes of the birds. That's staggering. That really is. That's going to really appeal to a lot of people out there because a bit of a caveat on that. It only works with the stills. So not for video. Does it? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Robert, I know you mentioned, I think it was you that mentioned this and we, we, we were talking about it uh, when we first heard that it came out. We were talking about the Sonys and the designs of the Sonys compared to the Nikons and the Canons. And, and, there's, and there's, there is a flaw with the Sony design. Do you remember that what that oh, flaw yeah, was? I do, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think well, I think we're on the same page here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, go on, you, well, let's see if we're on the same page. You tell me what you think that, <laughs> well, okay, that all flaw right. is. <laughs> well, there's there's one thing that I really miss from shooting on a DSLR, and it's having the little screen on the top of the body the one. where you can see the camera settings. And when I switched from my Nikon DSLR to shooting on a Sony mirrorless camera for the first time, that was something I actually missed. And when I saw that the Nikon mirrorless cameras and the Canon mirrorless cameras had retained that that uh, electronic screen on top of the body um i thought oh that's that's a shame that that's only even a thought to introduce that and as newer models come out now we've had a number of new models come out since i first switched to sony i'm surprised they haven't thought to maybe do that because personally i really don't like looking just at the at the back of the screen on the body or through the viewfinder to change settings i like to be able to just quickly adjust my settings look down at the camera and see what i'm changing it to quickly yeah um and so i think um i mean this isn't unique to the A1, but I think just Sony in general would be quite a nice feature to add on. Um, but that's that, I think that's probably more that's more preference than anything else. Yeah, I think and- that's to do with size, though, isn't it? Because I think Sony are quite uh, quite focused on reducing the size of the body. Mm, but I don't think it's that far off from the size of the uh, the Nikon Z Z range. It's smaller of the Canon. than the R5. Yeah, but they could take it the exposure compensation wheel, crank that down to a button, stick a screen in there, mm. and have it more like you have on the Canon mirrorless and the Nikon yeah. mirrorless, where you yeah. just tap, tap the button and you see the, the exposure compensation yeah, pa- reading in the electronic screen. Perhaps the Sony developers that listen to this show could give us a shout here. Yeah. Now, wouldn't it be a cool function? Because I understand the the the, the, the problem with zero. But, but if, for instance, if you have a smartwatch and the wheel would be on your smartwatch, so you could still be filming mm. while you actually uh, moderate uh, the the camera from your uh, from your watch. Is something that is is something like that there, or would it be cool? Because you're, you're that is a cool idea. Actually, it's I mean, strange. I... It's strange that you mentioned that though, Martin, because oh. um, the, the Sony are releasing the new uh, XBO phone i can't remember what the model of it is but they built it with the idea that it can be used as an external monitor for this camera so you never know things like that those functionalities might then in the future move on to things like a a phone which is then attached to the camera but martin from what you were saying there can you know can you control these things from your phone uh, from your phone from your watch and everything yeah that's good that's got to be that i I think you already can with a lot of um cameras i I know with the canons that you can because um i think uh the first uh one of um you can control part of it through your phone with the canons i know you can you can can control most modern dslrs and mirrorless cameras now with your phones anyway because that's how they that you got the Mm. remote shutter that way so you can Mm. you can adjust the settings on your phone that way Mm. but i do like what martin said about having just a little on your phone yeah yeah, I, I like what Matt said about about having it on on your watch or something where you yeah, can get a quick readout of your settings, which is what I'm talking about. Really, is that little readout of the set, current settings you've got in a convenient place, and yeah, that I mean that's 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 a good idea as well. 
It could, it could also just be a, a bracelet, right? It doesn't even have to be a, a smartwatch, but just a bracelet that you can modify with a, um, a Bluetooth thing in it that, that tra transponds. Uh, you just have it on your on on, on your arm, uh, something like that. Mm. You know, just a wearable. The trouble is, Martin, you've you've given it away now for free uh, here on the show, and you could have taken that and done something with it. Well, <laughs> if, if so, if Sony buys buys the three D thing, I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> and the thing is, Martin, we started we we started this podcast going back at the beginning of 2020, and one of the reasons why we started it because we're we're always chatting gear, we're always chatting crazy ideas, mm. and um, I think one of these ideas came into fruition, didn't it, Robert? We were talking about it. Did somebody? steal one of our ideas i think we were talking about it last week i can't week, remember what it was now. i can't it? remember yeah, what it was saying oh it's oh oh thanks for 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 taking our idea and i can't it's gone <laughs> I can't it's remember gone out my head was. but you know it's from it's from chats like this oh that, it was it was wireless yeah. um wireless transfer of images oh of course uh, it was that's right yeah which like that transfer. was our idea really yeah that's I mean. right yeah <laughs> they always steal from the, from the best guys thanks making us blush here on the show yeah but i tell you what though i mean something that might be a good improvement uh especially for people like myself and martin here um because they were trying to do the the google glasses weren't they you know the smart glasses i mean to be able to then do stuff with your glasses on the camera i mean that would be pretty sweet what about if you blink it takes the picture Oh yeah, we've said that before, no, right. haven't we? Eye shutters, <laughs> eye shutters, the yeah. eye shutter technology. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, Martin. You need to start developing this stuff. You know, I, yeah. Uh, I, I love the whole AR, VR world and the, the whole mixed reality world. Is you know, it's it's hmm. it's, it's awesome and because uh, you're involved in sort of uh, the AI uh, world as well, aren't you? I think you yeah. some of the work that you do is involved in that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. Uh, uh, next to uh, to Fluke, which is also AI based, of course, in regards to the to the recognition of the of the three D. Um, yeah, we also uh, I, my company before it is, we um, yeah, I made automated sports matches, which is a completely different field from where you are, but it's still camera technology and you know trying to to make those kind of things. So now I I know a bit about AI, not that much as other people, but. Uh, uh, no, I, I do feel that there's a, a huge steps to be taken in, in, in a few new fields that are still emerging. Uh, yeah. mm. Well, the photography world it keeps on shifting. You know, video has boomed now. You know, like it never. You know, we're consuming so much video content without even realizing. You know, if we want to watch, uh, if you know, before we'd perhaps go on our phones and be reading something on BBC News, now we click on it and just watch the actual video of it without actually yeah. even realizing. Yeah. Hey, look, we are watching video content here. It's just so so big out there. Um, and that's why, and the other reason why is it's so big out there is because people like manufacturers like Canon introduced high quality video content, uh, high quality video possibilities from their DSLRs. Yes. And that brought a whole new industry, brought the vloggers in, into the industry. And now, you know, uh, I was out earlier on actually just out for, for one of my daily walks and there was uh, a young lad um, on one of the football pitches and he had a, his phone set up on a tripod. It's the second time I've seen him now. And he was going over to his camera and talking and then kicking the ball around and then going back to the camera. And I was watching him for a couple of minutes from a distance. And, uh, I was thinking, oh, he's putting something on YouTube or Insta, isn't he? He's doing, you know, mm. uh, well, the, the, yeah. Well, the, the thing that that, that we uh, the, the company that we built was actually called uh, U-Scout 4, where we said, you know, uh, all those supporters don't have um, uh, a good uh, resume with their, with their accomplishments. So uh, it was about sports scouting. So we actually built an app where people could upload videos like that. And that, 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 that went straight through the roof. But then, uh, so I got a lot of money for it. And then I thought, well, maybe do 
let's not do uh, 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 people uh, uh, with their iPhones, but just make automated cameras and film everybody. So we have all these these things. So yeah, I think people watching themselves and learning from themselves, and you know, then uh, artificial intelligence recognizing what their potential are is you know we will be learning a lot from the computers as as are the computers from us in that respect. So yeah, I think definitely youth is, is doing so many crazy things with uh, with that. Uh, and but also for for photographers there's so much more games that we could develop for photographers for people with a keen eye based on uh, uh, um, uh, on what we see around us or how we interpret things and stuff uh, I'm, I'm i'm sometimes amazed that 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 there's not that much around there because you know my head assuming constantly think oh i could build that or we could build that or how how cool would uh, a thing like that, this be to 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 do with a few uh, photographers to to build so yeah yeah i mean going back to that i mean this sony it is 5g it's five gigahertz of wi-fi built in um so and and also with the internet so it makes ft and it's also got ftp transfer so again just going back to what we we're saying about having those file transfers going on it's, it's the way it's going really absolutely um, and in regards to file transfer and and of course the, the possibilities of 5g in general in regards to uh, picture processing but also yeah. picture interpretation it it uh, it's it's huge huge and for instance also in the in the three, three, 360 images you know uh, i think a lot will be coming from there also in regards to virtual reality uh uh, experiences uh, because you don't although you have to stream a, a 360 image you don't we are actually not watching a 360 image so you can break that down again uh, by by sort of all kinds of tiled imagery they, they call it so you only have to see like uh, a 40 degrees uh, or 60 degree angle and the rest just builds up as you stream it uh, so we can be, we can be streaming VR anytime soon within within the 5G world also in regards to to gaming uh, was it um, uh, mobile world in barcelona 2 years ago and uh, there was a, a big cage where you could do like a VR uh, gaming but in uh, also almost a, a photo reality world based on the phone uh and and of course a gun that you had in your hand and it was like amazing that already that that i could already do that there but yeah it won't be long before we can do that everywhere um yeah there's so so much cool cool stuff uh coming coming from there but still it uh it, it, it's not technology it's still the keen eye of a photographer or, or of somebody that knows how uh, how our film works that is needed to 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 bridge that uh, um, uh, that gap of actually experiencing something that is cool and that's also why to me um, photography is still uh, the the number one place to go actually I, I I always thought it was video but since I'm now working in photography actually that you can capture something in a in a single image that is telling a story mm. it's uh, it's it's the, the it's hardcore <laughs> it's hardcore yeah. storytelling I'm glad you said that yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm glad you said that no but before before we um uh, uh, turn the lights out in the bar I, I just want to move this to uh, something completely Last different orders. here okay. <laughs> Last orders. You turn the lights out and the doors are slammed shut. I know shut what this is going to be now because he mentioned it, didn't he? Okay, now we're going to go. We're going off on a completely different tangent because Martin, I, I introduced this very slightly, uh, very quickly to Rob and Mark uh, before we came in, just to get their thoughts. I don't know what I want to know. What again in a bit more detail? What you think about this? And in a bit more detail, Mark and Rob, what you think about this? But you know, in lockdown, they've been saying, I don't know how, how it is where Martin, where you are, but you know, we've, we've been advised that we can go out once a day. We should be, we should be going out once a day to exercise. 
yeah. you know, walk, bike ride, that type of thing. And uh, I think I've done pretty well personally. I think I've been, I've been all right. I've been, I've been working out a little been bit. Around and the do, block, yeah. And doing what, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, do, and doing what I can, but I've also spent a lot of time sitting down as well, you know, uh, mm. sitting, doing things like this and, and, and meetings and just working and that type of thing. Well, it's this great new thing. And I think, I don't know how new it is, but I'm going to share my screen, but I would put a link out to, uh, everyone. Okay. Where this, uh, this is an exercise bike that's got a. Uh, can you guys see that? Okay, it's an exercise bike. Yeah, or a yeah. desk where <laughs> where you sit down. Um, well, basically, you sit down on an exercise bike, and the handlebars have been turned into a, a little desk for you, so you can work. Cam, if you're doing this at the same pedaling. time as recording one of these podcasts, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but you can We're work and, our breath. Yeah, but you can yeah. work and pedal at the same time. It's, I, I like that it has wheels actually on it. <laughs> yeah, it does. That easily. Yeah, not attached to the pedals, which is that's right. Yeah, I think it's quite ingenious, really. You know, we're talking about very different technology here, aren't we? From uh, well, but, why don't you buy one then, Cam? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really why don't you do it right now. Do I'm it right really now tempted. as we hit live on the bar. Yeah, I think it works out to about I think about three hundred pounds or something. Uh, it's, it's, uh, for the it's, yoga, for, it's about four hundred pounds. Four hundred pounds, including the, including the vat. But I think that's pretty good. So, so Martin, what about you? Have you been have you been have you been working out during lockdown? Have you been going out for some exercise for a walk and? I, well, I, I, have a, I have a young young son, so I try to to get him out uh, often. A three year old, so I went uh, normally go to the the beach of the forest at least once or twice a week just to you know uh, run. But other than that, now I've been sitting down uh, quite a lot. I also had some extra Corona uh, weight uh, coming, mm. uh, so I'm actually looking forward to to just be on the road every day again. You know, going to places. So but this is, I think this is a it's, it's a nice uh, yeah desk bike something you need to get thing. one. Yeah, actually, are you going to buy one martin that's the question <laughs> I, no no comment uh, okay <laughs> I, I will wait for i will wait for christmas you never know what wait you get for, under the tree <laughs> i'd be disappointed if i got that under the tree to be fair <laughs> i'm gonna put the link out it's called the yo-yo desk bike if anyone's interested uh well, 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 not, robert, robert you've not said anything you what are your thoughts on it because i know you're a bit of a runner aren't you so i do enjoy a bit of a run i have to say um i don't think that's going to quench my running thirst i have to say but um because part of the reason i like to go out and about and run is is to get away from you know, office space to get away from get away from you lot not you martin you're absolutely fine but to get away from to get away from cam and mark um it, i need i need to get outside so uh, i'm not sure this this desk that locks me into an office space um <laughs> is going to do the job but having said that um it could be a nice addition alongside my running you know, to keep active throughout the day. Cause they say every half an hour or an hour, you should get up and walk around the room. Yeah. And, um, and I noticed though, uh, sorry to interrupt there. I noticed though that the model in that using the bike is, is writing in a notepad, like a book. I mean, most of us use like a laptop or, uh, or a computer. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't yeah try. The other thing is I've noticed a laptop on there. I've noticed all that picture and we're talking about photography here, but um, we talk about marketing images here, but does that look like she's, there's some sort of, I don't know, there's a church behind her or something. Yeah. It's something that uh, it, it's not, in fact, in other words, it's not a home environment that they've taken the picture in. 
I think that's no. a separate topic here, Cam. As we really move yo-yo on, desk bikes okay. branding. The yo-yo um, desk bike. So if you, anyone out there, if you guys have been not getting your exercise and you've been sitting at a desk too long, this could be the, 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 the you know, this could be the answer. Is this uh, your the, new wacky gadget for the week, Cam? Yeah, yeah, you've desk got your bike. new segment, haven't you, where you yeah, bring you, out random yeah, gadgets? Just, I'm, I'm quite tempted. I'm quite tempted, but, you know. Do it. Do yeah, it. Buy who one. Knows? Who knows? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's next finish week, up there. Let's, next uh, podcast will yeah. be uh, yeah, you breathing very loudly into the. <laughs> <drink> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been quite slow with the drinking here, but I've just finished up. So it's Crash American Pale Ale that I've been drinking, and uh, yeah, it's actually very nice. Actually, it's been all right, is it? Yeah, it's been I, all right. I'd have to say I didn't mind my Thatcher's either. My Thatcher's gold, but I think the sponsorship's already gone. So <laughs> yeah, yeah I right. think it's already um, gone. Yeah. yeah. But Martin, well done. You made it through. Um, yeah, I know you had your coke. You made it through, and you, you were, we were worried about having a drink in case you, you got something wrong yeah. uh, so you can now relax you can sit down have a beer yeah, have exactly. a relax um, thanks thanks so much for coming on martin it's been a pleasure having you on um, martin browns everyone of, of flute photography we're going to put all the information out there for people to see um, because i think they do need to see this to really get an idea of what it is as well i think we've described it as best we can yeah. um but i think yeah i think if everyone could take a look at it and and i think then you'll really be sold on it as well because it is uh, really fascinating stuff and really interesting technology as well uh, so thanks again martin once once again for for coming on thanks and um and guys we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there so uh, i'm gonna play the music i think we're gonna do this oh, live on. don't forget the yo-yo desk bike before they sell out everyone <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> oh, oh yeah and don't forget you can uh obviously subscribe to us um oh, yeah i missed uh, that know, bit on, didn't i yeah i missed that bit it's like <laughs> quite important dude uh so we're on spotify do you say google music is it google music it's google podcasts Google Podcasts. Okay, so we're on. <laughs> Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, basically all the major ones. Um, and please give us a review, a five-star review. We don't accept anything less because we believe we are the five-star quality podcast. So, uh, so yeah, go for it. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you guys uh, next time. <laughs>